Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Self Love Show. I'm your co-host, Dawn Light, and my beautiful co-host here, Trish Wright, is with me. And we've, we're back for another amazing show this week. Thank you for tuning in weekly for the viewers that tune in. And we're just so grateful. So in case you don't know, for new viewers, we do have a YouTube channel. And you're welcome to go. Uh, I will share a link later in the show that has that available. You can click on it. Sweet. Share it. And uh, yeah, it's great. It has all our previous shows all through the past, you know, two years of navigating pandemic and everything. So great resource for self-love. You know, we really broadcast this deep, strong message of embodying self-love, right, through all our shows. And there's a wide spectrum of how that shows up for everybody and what self-love really is. So we're so grateful to do this. And thank you again for our viewers that tune in weekly. We're so thankful. So without further ado, I'm going to hand it over to Trish. She's going to actually do a little introduction. So as you might have read, but as you're watching here, we are talking about leveraging the present for your spiritual awakening with our very own Dawn Light. Are you feeling stagnant or stuck in a rut or just too comfortable? Or maybe you're just feeling totally miserable in this pre-pandemic life or post-pandemic life. What is pre-pandemic life? I don't even remember anymore. Or is it that you're feeling the discomfort of awakening and you are not alone, love? The challenge with continuing to reside in your comfort zone is that there can be a kind of numbing or deadening that happens due to your patterning, due to your patterns, thoughts, and feelings. You find yourself engaging in unhealthy habits that are keeping you asleep to your authenticity and sovereignty. In this show, we discuss how to how you can leverage this time, your now, for your spiritual awakening. It's a golden opportunity to step free of your comfort zone and a life of a more fulfilling life. And with our very own Don Light, CEO of Spark Your Inner Gold, self love advocate, trauma informed spiritual psychology coach, coach, and of course, hey, host of the Self Love Show, and you can her at sparkyourinnergold.com. All right, Don, tell me more. It is well, it's a crazy time, you know, and I think everyone's navigating what life is like after and during. I mean, it's still happening on some level to everyone. People are still affected by things for sure. Every conversation I have is where people are having crunchy conversations around what's coming forward. And so it's really leaning into a place of how can we leverage this time for our spiritual awakening, you know, and look at the things that you might want to name or label as a problem or a, a challenge, right. And see it as an opportunity to work your process with, and what are the learnings here for you on a soul level? And so I just encourage you to adopt that mindset with with your challenges and bless them and hold them as sacred opportunities that are dear. And there's a real beautiful learning here. And it shows up for everyone so uniquely, right? It could be health challenges. It could be financial challenges. It could be relationship challenges. It can be, you know, struggling with making a deep, difficult decision around having to move somewhere you never thought you would. Like there's, you know, it could be work challenges. There's a wide spectrum of how this show is showing up for each person. And I just want to encourage you that, you know, this time is a sacred time of awakening. And to look at it like that, really, instead of judging yourself, you know, and judging harshly around how you're maybe not showing up the way you used to, or maybe if, you know, for me, I'll be vulnerable here and share my own journey of like, I had a long period of life where I was really working very diligently hard and like burning the candle at both ends. And that burned out literally once the pandemic hit, it shifted my body like truly my hormones shifted, everything shifted. And I had to find a new me. I had to recalibrate to what my body needed and what I needed more rest, more balance, more downtime, you know, and that was like, how do I do business now? How do I, you know, it was a really deep adjustment and I'm still deeply adjusting, honestly, to tell you the truth. I had to get on hormone replacement therapy 
because my body was like really way wonky and I couldn't find my, my normal drive, which had always been there to like weight train consistently every day. And so I I'm back to that now. It's been a, a, you know, a, a deep year of like crazy, you know, I did a beautiful process for six months in a, an amazing container with group, beautiful women that really held me. And I cried and I sobbed and I released and I made choices, right. Of empowerment. And so this is what we're talking about today is like, where's the comfort zone existing for you, right? Where's that place where you want to hide in the comfort zone, right? What is it for you? You know? And so for me, it would have been like, ignoring my body's needs and going in the direction of forcing myself to do something that was the normal rhythm before pandemic, which didn't fit for myself any longer. That would be be me burying my head in the sand and not ignoring all the signs and pushing and forcing myself to show up in a way that I just couldn't energetically do any longer. So is this showing up for you in your own spectrum, right? Like, I just want to use that, use my own vulnerable time of awakening for me and put that out there of like, is, is this showing up for you on different levels, of course, and that doesn't have to be in body and working out, but it could mean, you know, other things. So just want to stir the pot, stir the conversation around where is the comfort zone or are you seeking control? Are you seeking comfort? Are you seeking, you know, to just keep, keep the status quo and fit into this box that's like keeping you trapped on some level and like, really let's explore it. What is that for you? And so, you know, because when we actually explore making conscious choices and choosing to be awake and really making those somewhat difficult choices, even it brings aliveness back to our soul. Literally, when we choose from a conscious place and say, you know what, it's not serving me, I am going to make a difficult choice here and choose to move away from whatever the comfort zone is, that that thing that has kept me safe, and I'm going to move into this new territory that's totally new, right? It was new for me to try on, oh my God, it's scary, it's kind of expensive, like hormone replacement therapy, like, oh, do I really need that? Oh, yes, I do. And so I honestly navigating it now after over maybe eight months now, my body shifted. I'm weight training regularly again. I had to get out of that comfort zone though and choose to do something challenging and hard and try it on. And I had to get off of my normal routine, which was going on the treadmill every morning for like a long walk. And that was my thing. I loved listening to like, you know, it was my thing that nourished me actually. And I had to change my nourishment practice to fit my new me. So that's where it's like, that was a deep comfort zone, right? I, I found comfort there. I found comfort in getting on the treadmill and like, you know, listening to positive things, meditations and books. And like, I, it enlivened me. So it was a real hard thing for me to let go of something that I saw as positive for my body and my mind and my spirituality. And it was like, Oh, what do I, how do I re, how do I, it, I struggled. And then of course my body was like telling me, and I even got multiple cards when I was pulling my cards over these before I made the choice to do hormone replacement therapy. Like I got multiple cards that even said, get off the treadmill. And so I literally had to take it literally and choose to repattern re re my whole process of like my morning practice. I was like, wow, this is such a huge shift. How about you, Trish? How was that? How is this, you know, changing your comfort zone showed up for you? Well, I think I, I want to speak to, I'll, I'll share, but I'm, I'm going to speak to kind of how I, I see it in my clients and how I see it in my friends and how I, how I'm seeing it right now in the, um, <laughs> and I'll share exactly the moment that I'm in my, not in my comfort zone, but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, what I'm noticing right now is that, you know, we, we were shooken. We were just like, sh like totally shook by the pandemic that we went from having this rhythm of life, which human beings like habit or, you know, habituated patterning. We like the, the rhythm of it um, because it becomes easy because it come, becomes like, you know, morning practices become the habit or these things become the habit. And that's the way that we live. Mm -hmm. Our actions are deeply rely on them. Yeah. 
Well, because they're they're easy to to get into, and that's you know part of the patterning around being in early childhood is that you know if you're if you're sitting here at whatever ever age you're you're watching this at, and you're like crap, I am still patterning things that I learned when I was seven, and and that was one thing for me even is like. I still have these habits in relationship that I learned how to get my needs met when I was seven years old. And, and that wasn't really that helpful. I mean, a seven year old little girl with magical thinking, or in my case, sometimes tragical thinking, you know, very fearful um, ways of being that it was like, Oh, I have to, I have to evolve my perspective based on the reality of the person in the body that I live in now, not someone who is, you know, a very curious and very scared young girl. So, and then I think that, so going back to the pandemic is like, we all just like, and had to shift our, our habits right then. And then it took about a year and a half for us to even have an, like a, a breath of somewhat freedom, a breath of even being or feeling I'll use the word safe because safety is kind of illusionary, I think in my life and most other people's and many people of color and many minority groups. Um, safety is an illusion. I think that privileged people. Well, and the ego loves safety. It loves control. It loves the comfort zone. Exactly. So again, safety and comfort, safety, the, the habit forming piece. So you get like bumped off and then you're like a year and a half of creating new habits um, and so then at that point, we all start to being like, oh my God, there's going to be a pre, or we're going to go back to pre-pandemic life. And maybe some of us had the moment of like, rah, back out there. And it was like, oh shoot, I'm different now. My body is different. I'm two years older. <laughs> like everything shifted for me and who knows we lost people or, you know, we, we, in a, integrated some things in our lives. So what I'm noticing in my clients is that there's this place of like, I don't know where my comfort zone is. I'm living in this place of kind of like, and everything keeps shifting constantly. Are we wearing masks? Are we not wearing masks? Do I have to be boosted? Do I not have to be boosted? How can I go someplace? What does this look like? What are my children doing? Are they safe? You know, like there's a lot of uncertainty right mm -hmm. now. And I, and not only that, but there's like a, there's lots of planetary movements and there's lots of political and social shifts that there's just like so much on a, in the world and interpersonally and interpersonally that's happening that, that some of us are, are trying to find that comfort zone. And some of us are like, like leaning out of the, 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 the ability leaning out of that place. It's like, oh, I'm, this is a habit. So on a personal note, the plate, I'm, I'm coming from you live from a, an elevator <laughs> because it's the place that has the best internet service in the house that I'm in right now. And this is pretty much a, a kind of an out of my comfort zone piece. I, my comfort zone is the being able to move and set up and do these things. But my out of my comfort zone is to have things happen very quickly in the moment, which is or have to shift no gears. Very probably not the best thing. Oh yeah, pivoting is not the the place. And then there's and then there's this piece of like being in a play, in a space that's in the center of the house where there's lots of movement around and not the 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 place of being really comfortable in this little kind of container. So, I mean, there's more, uh, and I'll share deeper later, but it's, it's these things. So it's like, how can we choose to, sh to show up now, whatever's happening in the, what if it's like, if we're judging it as good or if we're judging it as uncomfortable, like how can we leverage that to take the next step? Like whatever the, the move, the moment is rather than, you know, like, the, the constant, like, oh, I want to get into a comfortable rhythm or I want to just like light everything on fire. That's my questions. <sighs> nice. So you're saying it's, 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 you're either residing in the comfort zone or you want to just the, the out getting out of the comfort zone is lighting things on fire. 
Is that uh, your well, way of getting out of their comfort zone? Well, there's there's multiple places that this can happen, right? So, like, I mean, I'm, I'm going to extremes because I like to to show the sides of the spectrum because most people will end up somewhere in the middle or <laughs> or tilting to one side of the the scale. So it's like you're either in your comfort zone, and you're like, I'm not going. Or you, or maybe you, or I <laughs> light it on fire and just throw everything to the wind, right? So I'm like, oh, I'm in my comfort zone. Or I'm like, over here. And and there's, I'm, I'm certain that there's a healthier way to go about <laughs> like stepping out of your comfort zone and actually leveraging this, the present, mm-hmm. and leveraging your, your stuff that, that really works, right? Yes. Yes. And that's why it's really just, it's, it comes down to a mindset shift and learning to cleanse the lens of perception around how we hold things. Whatever is happening in our life is happening for our awakening. And if you can adopt that mindset, then it helps you understand what you're doing and to make more conscious choices with the material that's surfacing in your life and how to source inside really what the unresolved material is that's coming forward right if it if it's triggers in relationships then it's un it's possibly unresolved material from other time places in your life that's coming forward through this new circumstance because that's the beauty of how spirit works in our life it's always bringing back things in our life to clean and clear and make whole right and it's our job to do that inside like no one else can do it for us we have to do the inner work ourselves and make that commitment and if you can make that commitment stronger commitment with yourself and make a choice to lean in to choose to see wow okay if everything in my life is really happening for me it's serving me then what is the blessed opportunity in this Yes, it's challenging. I'm not denying it's not challenging. It's hard. It's sticky. It's uncomfortable, right? All of that is exists sometimes in the growth edge, right? That's going on. And how can I commit further to lean in a little more with more consciousness and choose, hmm, how do I show up here? How do I create this? How do I, and this is where like the taking responsibility piece comes in, which is so empowering when you fully start to own it and take responsibility that you created this in your life from whatever time period it came from, right? Something difficult in the past resurfacing to be met again. Then you can say, wow, thank you spirit for bringing this up. Like, thank you. That is a huge shift into awareness and deeper, and it brings back your empowerment. You're not disempowered. You don't have to have a victim stance at anything going on in your life. You're not a victim, and you can choose to be empowered through it, regardless of what it is. And that is where you take ownership, right? And lean into that and say, okay, this is happening for me. What are my choices here? Right. And you can always navigate your inner landscape from that place because the inside creates the outside. And it's like how we relate to the issue is the issue. It's not the outside. It's how we relate to it. So it's the dialogue you have with yourself, what's going on, the emotions that are surfacing that are challenging and you're feeling like you're swimming in it. You know, and I know I've had lots of conversations with beautiful souls over this last, you know, January time period. And many people were caught off guard with the energy of January alone. Like it felt like pushing a boulder up the hill versus like feeling like "Ah, everything's, you know, wonderful and working out. And like my dreams are coming true. I had a lot of conversations that it was sticky and hard and challenging. And I don't know what to do. It's I'm so uncertain. I can't see, you know, there was a lot of that coming forward in my clients. And so I just wanted to do this show to give people know, A, let's get back into our place of ownership that we create our reality and B, that we can move out of our comfort zone just a little bit more and find that aliveness again, right? Through the small choices we make through consciousness. Yeah. And I'll do a process. 
I'll do a process in a little while when we're, when I feel ready and when our conversation leads me there um, to share just deeply around how to step free. And so I'm excited to share it. And I still want to have a little more just authentic conversation with Trish here around, around all of this and how it's showing up for both of us in our, in our lives and our clients. And it feels so good to do this because I know no one here is alone in this. Everyone is navigating interesting um, amazing and challenging times. So, you know, here we are, we can bring more consciousness to it to really boost ourselves and move out of our comfort zone. I love what you're saying here. It's, it's so important that it's not, I, I just want to like reiterate what you're saying is that it's not, I think that sometimes when people talk about self-love or when they talk about this growth journey or the new age spiritual group is that if we're not being positive or if we're not being like happy go lucky and go getters and super sexy and, you know, super like good looking or whatever, you know, like we're not projecting out this, like, I'm amazing all the time, you know, I've got it together all the time. Yeah. That, that it's not, you're not growing or that you're not evolving or that you're not high vibe. And, and I actually, I, I'm often a little like taken aback by that because I I think it's not only just a a super judgment, (laughs) but it's also a bypass. Right. And so when we're talking about being here now with what is like, it's, human reality is actually not like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's like fucking juicy all the time. You know, you're like, Whoa, I mean, there's a lot of things, but it's not going to be all like rainbows and butterflies and unicorns and crystals and leather and, you know, fire dancer. It's not going to be like this, like and vacations and everything all working out every moment of your life. Right. Like there's crunchy, challenging, you know, interesting, funny, amazing. It's all of it. It's the whole spectrum. And, and exactly. And so, so it's just like reminding you that, that if, if you're at your growth edge, your leading edge is what my teacher, Zusa Engler, if you haven't seen that show, you should go back a couple of weeks because she was amazing. Um, the, the leading edge there is, is really like pushing into the discomfort. Um, here, I'll share something that I got out of class two days ago. I've been thinking that my leading edge, Dawn, is um, saying no to things. And I was like, oh, I just need to say no to more things. And because I, I have this thing that I do that I, I like to create opportunity. Like that's that's a whatever this human being energy thing does. I like to create opportunity for myself and others. And, and I was like, I just need to say no. And I need to like create a container in my I it hit me after an hour of process work and dance that I was like, Oh my God, my leading edge is actually not creating opportunity. It's like not doing anything to actually not have a project or anything that I'm working on and how wildly uncomfortable that makes me feel. Mm. And what comes up for me, I'm just, I'm sharing this really personally is like, what comes up for me is like, kind of some there's some social shame of like being successful or being productive or being and I'm like wait you know I'm participating in this this way that like dehumanizes us by working for my worth and then I was like oh my god (laughs) oh my god it's oh my great spirit like whoa yes innately worthy you're innately worthy regardless of how it's showing it's, up again it's it's just the the subtle stuff that's still working in the background and so mm-hmm. then I was like well what else is there and I'm like the guilt of of what I've been told of not being act actionable or active or it's lazy or you know like these these ways that we've dehumanized people by dehumanizing relaxation where where we dehumanized people by being true to what their body is saying and what their their brain is saying we dehumanize them not to even listen to their intuition anymore and i i kind of sat there and i was like my leading edge is not doing anything 
Wow, powerful. What would you say the bottom line misidentification is here for you in this that you're releasing, obviously? Well, I'll get back down to that a little bit more. Um, again, there's I'm, I'm doing a lot of social programming work inside of myself right now. So wonderful. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm trying not to make this political, but <laughs> now that we're here, um, I've been really looking at um, where, so I have a big research project on codependency. This is so random. I have this big research project on codependency. And most of you know that I stopped doing a lot of classes and I, I took a long break and that I really took a step back to look at my work and to decolonize my work because I'm recognizing that a lot of my education and information is from a very privileged white male perspective, which also has not been so kind and loving to women, even white women. Right. And so I was like, wait, how, how can I take a step back and look at everything from a very different approach? So I'm doing these, this work on codependency and how we became not only submissive in relationships, but how we abandon ourselves and what it's taking me down. The road that it's taking me down is a, is a, is looking at gender is looking at race is looking at how we became disempowered or disembodied. And, and so it's not surprising to me that this particular piece has come up for me where I'm like, I'm looking at my role as a person in an American, not even necessarily, in a person in a global society that values um, productivity as a success and, and human value. Like that's what creates human value, not just my inherent worth. And it's not surprising to me that I'm looking at gender from a different spectrum on a different like view or looking at, you know, skin or, or, education, like different types of education. I mean, we're literally in the midst of having books being banned based on real life lived stories of human beings sharing like their gender expression and um, racial education and all of these things. It's really, it's just like a phenomenal time. So like the people we're, we're right here in this moment of like, of a place where everything is shifting and how do we like, there's a lot of friction here, Don. Like it's, it's delightful and terrifying at the same time. I'm like, Ooh, what's going to happen next. And this, is, it, it, and this is going on in every system on the planet, not, you know, so it's literally things are being deconstructed and re reworked like energetically deeply in, in we have a, we are the, microcosm our personal self is the microcosm to the macrocosm of what's going on so as it's showing up for you inside when you're when you're deep in the throes of some deep thing that's making you ball your face off my dog is yelping at the door and it is so distracting one second all right come on so <laughs> so i'm so sorry i just can't focus if i have a crying little thing in the background um he loves to be under my couch. He's so sweet. He loves to be under my couch every time I'm on Zoom. So here we are. What I was saying was, uh, remind me what I was saying. Um, we were talking about the friction of this space and utilizing this friction, this like discomfort. Or yes. This, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So it's, it's just really important to lean in, you know, when you're in the deep throes of, uh, you know, having a personal moment, whatever that may be, you know, I, I had to move all my clients one day last week because I got super triggered and was working my process. So I moved all my clients and gave myself the space to just be in my process and journal, got in the bathtub and balled my face off and like talk to a really good friend, work through my stuff. Right. And that's loving. That was yes. really loving to not push through and ignore my process, right? This is the difference, right? It was like, oh, I can actually maneuver here. And I understand if you have a, if you work a job where you can't do that, then, you know, how can you still incorporate some self-love? Like maybe go to the bathroom and put your hand on your heart and look yourself in the eyes and say, I've got this. I'm working through it. I acknowledge myself, right? Like, 
and give yourself that space, even if you're in a job where it's deeply uncomfortable, right? You know, I, I had the privilege to be able to move my clients and move things around. Thankfully, because I work for myself, I can do that. So I gave myself the day to just work my process deeply and honor where I was. Because this microcosm, tiny microcosm of what you've got going on in your world is actually energy that's going to affect the whole world system. Even though you don't see how that works or plays out, spirit does. And that's the thing. We're all involved in changing the world by working on ourselves internally and owning it. Because every time you do intergenerational healing for your family and your family system, it opens up a world of new in your life and for others because you've laid down showing up in the same patterns over and over and over again. Right? And so it's very, very important that we all stay to this true, deep spiritual commitment to ourself for awakening. And that's why I decided to have this title and this topic. It was like, how can we further commit to ourself to show up just, just a tiny ounce more of just deeper deeper commitment to spirit, ourself, you know, the word God, if you resonate with that, I do. And so it's like, how can we commit further to our awakening and choosing to view our challenges in our life as a time and an opportunity to lean into ascension and consciousness? And what am I learning? And this is where the word leverage comes in. You can leverage the hard as a final, choose to see it as, you know what, I'm completing this. Like, isn't that so much more empowering than disempowering? Instead of, this is never going to change. I don't know how to do this. It's so uncertain. The answers aren't there, right? All of that is disempowering language. But if you choose to say, I don't know the answers, they will be revealed to me. Spirit will reveal the answer to me. And I choose to see this and leverage this time as completion of this difficult material. And write from that place, journal from that place, channel from that place, talk to yourself on Otter and record it, like work your process, pull the books out that are related to the topic you're been maybe hiding from or ignoring, right? Like whatever it is, if it's money challenges or you know, job challenges or, uh, you know, the most challenging relationship and you're having to live with them constantly and you don't know how to make the dynamics change, right? Like, you know, what are the things? Like, let's absolutely bring them to the forefront and hold them with love, you know, because your loving essence, your consciousness, and you have all the solutions and answers inside. You're not disempowered during this time. And it's important to remember this because this is it. Like this now moment is all we have and it's always evolving. So how can we bring more awareness and more empowerment to ourselves to choose to be empowered no matter what the circumstances are, that there is no disempowerment. I can choose to rise here. I can choose to be powerful here. I can choose to see my solutions and options. I can choose to put down and lay down the disempowering language I'm giving myself over this. And and what and, and I know Donna, so I'm gonna speak a little for you, is that it's not about it's not about bypassing this as well. Yes. So for those that don't know about what bypassing accessing that information. Those, so we all have yeah. yeah, we all have traumas and and you know, like it's it's important to be able to I mean, for everyone who's watching, I invite you to type it in, but I'm wondering if some of the the ways that you've transformed or have healed through your challenges or traumas, did that teach you or give you a superpower of someone? And what I'm noticing um, for myself and for other people and for my clients is that when they find the, when they, when they have this like little Pandora's box of their of their wounding, of their trauma, of the experiences that they've had in their life that really shocked their system. That when they figure out the key 
to unlock it, which totally explodes, right? That once they start to be able to process all of this stuff in this box, that it becomes integrated and they become able to utilize that as a superpower or of a, of a way of being. So it, it informs the, the integration of it informs a better way of life. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and it really does, it does look at like, what, what language am I using here about this piece? Am I using a, a disempowering kind of language and to actually just look at the language and what's under it. So like, mm-hmm. Hey, when you say that thing, it, you use this word, what is under that? Like what's the belief system or the understanding under that and get into the shadow, get into the, the darkness, get into that place where you created your reality from, from this place. So to find not even empowerment, but to find wholeness through the places that we've held onto something and created reality. So, um, some of you have been following my story for a while. Some of you know some of these things, but there was like an early childhood programming around having to contort or give my, my like contort or make myself pretty or make myself desirable for a man to be in relationship when I was little. Like, you know, my parents were divorced and my dad married a woman who had multiple children And now I couldn't get the attention that I wanted. So I created strategies. Remember, I was seven, which I created strategies at that moment to get my needs met for attention, safety, connection to the masculine and and started to play this game that society also was like, hey, here's these things you can you can manipulate (laughs) through looking beautiful or being the good girl or doing these. And so I created those strategies. Yeah, it's created those strategies through the the my life up until my 20s where I was like, oh my God, what's the language under this? Because this language and the feelings that arise are actually very young. Mm-hmm. You gotta like dig into that place and actually step forward there. Like, oh, this is a youthful place. This was created when I was seven, and I've been literally practicing, habitualizing, creating a habit around it. To get my needs met. And so now, you know, in your, your mid-20s, you're like, oh, crap. There are healthier ways than a seven-year-old's perspective and habit to, to get my needs met in healthy, loving, mm-hmm. connecting ways. And so, so in that place, it's like finding the places where you're disempowered and, and looking at, like, processing the, the experiences in your life that created the beliefs and the thoughts that are ding, ding, processing. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. What you're saying is so valuable. It showed up for me too. And my, and I, you know, had a deep awareness and it can be not just the younger years. It can be your, your 15 year old, right? The inner, the inner 15 year old that's running the show in a certain area of your life. Right. And it, like, I, I can mention for myself, like I adopted the strategy to overwork this is, uh, you know, when I was young, because life, the life was so uncomfortable at my home life. It was so abusive, literally. And so I had a, a, the toxic because I had a, a woman that was now the, you know, new married person to my dad. And she was so toxic and uh, hated the fact that my dad loved me in his strange warped way. and it created a lot of difficulty and I just didn't want to, I had to, I was forced to live there and I did not want to be there. So I adopted the safety strategy, right? Seeking safety. My ego adopted, you know what? I'm going to work. I'm going to be just out of the house. I'm going to, I'm going to take, you need a shift taken. I'll do it. And I worked two jobs and I all through high school, I worked two jobs and did high school and made good grades. Like that was me. I became the overachiever, the doer to be, to fit in, to like find my way, you know? And so that strategy served me for that time. It kept me safe. And here's the deal. As an adult now in my life, which I'm in a loving marriage, a loving container, I have a beautiful child. That strategy 
doesn't serve me any longer. So I got to get out of that comfort zone of finding, choosing, always working. It's not, it's not it. You know what I mean? And that's what created the burnout for my body later. It was like the pandemic showed me like, nope, this has got to be in balance. You can work in balance. You can find your rhythm and spend more time doing things that are self-care and nourishing and loving and have an enjoyable downtime and life, you know, and do it in balance. And so it's been a deep reprogramming of the wounded 15 year old for me. And so this is working our process is what we're talking about, right? Like this, this is so good to have healthy, to have these conversations because we're all human. We're all humaning together in this earth school. We're all, we're all doing it. Humaning. Here we are humaning. And there's a Trish, Trish is a (laughs) We're all humaning together. And so it's it's lovely and amazing. And it comes with its own territory of spiritual yes. curriculum, right? And each soul has the lessons they've come here to learn through their nuclear family, the one we're born into, and our soul family, the ones we choose. The material shows up there, right? And it's who knows where the material is from, how many lifetimes who knows? All I know is it surfaces and it surfaces and surfaces and surfaces until you get the soul lesson. And so really it's learning to lead in and leverage from the soul line. Like what am I learning through this? Because truly all we take is the love and the learning with us. We don't take the egoic patterning. We don't take all the material things. We, we take with us when we transition the love and the learning. So if you start to leverage from that angle in your life and adopt a soul line mindset, right? Where you're living and leaning into your soul line curriculum, it miraculously starts to work out on the ego line, the goal line, you know, like white picket fence, 2.5 kids, you know, all the goals that we have in life. And so it's interesting that we can, you know, leverage leverage our opportunities here. They're sacred. They're golden. This is the most amazing time to be alive on the planet right now. And so we can choose to leverage it, even if it's hard or challenging, leverage it for our awakening. So I'm going to pull up my sweet little document here, and I'm going to read a beautiful little blurb. And I want to just say thank you from the bottom of my soul and heart for Ron and Mary Holnick, because the spiritual psychology principles, tools, and foundational work that I've done over the time period of being in school and out of school has just served my and elevated my consciousness so much. And I desire to just stand behind this and share this with you. And so thank you for their deep, loving, generous work, because I get to share that generosity with you right here, right now. And I just want to give a big shout out to them. Thank you. So again, I'm sharing a beautiful spiritual psychology um, information today and process. And I just um, hope you leverage this for your awakening. So life inside your self-created comfort zone is characterized by familiarity and, of course, comfort. The ego pattern of comfort involves choices that support familiarity and results in outcomes with which you are well acquainted and which may not particularly satisfy. The benefit is it gives the ego a sense not only of comfort, but also of security and control. And the challenge with continuing to reside in your comfort zone is that there can be a kind of numbing or deadening that occurs as a byproduct of habituated behaviors, thoughts, and feelings. You may find yourself engaging in habit patterns that have become unconscious and you now experience as limiting. Does any of this resonate? (laughs) So it's easy to be lulled to sleep by acceding to the familiarity of your comfort zone. However, it is infinitely more enlivening and fulfilling to challenge yourself to consider and make new choices, choices that evoke enthusiasm and aliveness, and choices that are designed to engage you in taking action, moving you forward in your life you've imagined for yourself and a life of joy, meaning, purpose, and fulfillment. 
So I'm going to move into the process right now. And I encourage you to just get into a centered place and maybe have a piece of paper and a pen so you can sit with yourself and write for a moment. And you can always, if you're re-watching the replay, you can always pause and get that doc, get that paper and pen and, you know, take your time, pause with each question for those that are going to watch the replay. And for those that are live, let's do this process right now. So I encourage you to center yourself in your authentic self. You know, put your hand on your heart, lean in, take a deep loving breath, acknowledging you are a soul in this beautiful temple body. This is you alive. Your awareness is here. God's loving energy, your soul, is in this body temple. And I encourage you to invoke your inner counselor, the higher self, right? Invoke it. Call it forward. And I encourage you, always be aware that you are loving essence, calmly experiencing everything your personality or ego is going through, regardless of your current thoughts, feelings, or behaviors. I want you to consciously look for the loving essence inside of yourself and in others, for it is always present. And remember that you have all the inner resources necessary to effectively respond to your situation. Now, I encourage you to identify and explore an aspiration or heartfelt dream that really matters to you, which you have not yet manifested. Right? So I'm going to just chat here for a minute so you can explore with your pen and paper what that is. So I don't move on too fast. So I'm going to keep talking here. But what is that heartfelt dream that or aspiration or goal that you've like really dedicated yourself to and you're it's a deep spiritual yearning and desire? What is it? Yet it hasn't manifested yet, but you're fully on board, you're committed, you're urged, you're moved from inside to go in that direction. You know, really really own this. Claim it for yourself. Bring it back forward here now to really embody and look at. You know, what is that for you? You know, is it a business? Is it making a certain goal in your business? Is it a relationship goal? Is it creating the beloved in your life? Like, is it making a big move in a certain way in your life? There's so many ways this can show up for us, right? Is it moving up on the soul line and letting go of like, you know, the difficult things in your life? Like there's so many beautiful, heartfelt, deep aspirations that the soul are urging us to move forward on in this time of awakening. And so I'm asking you to just lean in to this place and feel it. What is it for you? Okay, hopefully that's given you enough time to identify. Now I encourage you to explore what appears to be blocking you from moving forward and supporting you to remain in your comfort zone. Is it the story of not enough money? Or I don't have a way forward. Like, you know, really identify. So I'm going to list here some possibilities of what blockers could be. And they are, you know, negative future fantasy. In case you don't know what negative future fantasy is, it's where you're always fantasizing a negative outcome instead of a positive one. So negative future fantasies have to be nipped in the bud, really, because if you're going to fantasize in your life, I encourage you to win in your fantasies. So that's really powerful. While you're exploring, I'm going to read this little little list. I, I want you to stay focused here with exploring what is blocking you from moving forward. And what, you know, from supporting you from moving forward and what keeps you remaining in your comfort zone. And so I'm going to read this list so you can help identify what that is. So negative future fantasy or self-doubt, it can't happen for me. Or is it too much work or lack of action? Or is it a judgment you hold against yourself? It hasn't happened already. 
or the misidentification of self as failure or not good enough, right? Any judgment that surfaces, you know, those are just a few. Is it procrastination? Is it plain old negative self-talk? Or is it too scary, fear, or the judgments of past creations or lack thereof? So hopefully by now you've given yourself enough conscious space to identify what your blockers are. What's supporting you to remain in your comfort zone. Now it's time to move forward. And we're going to encourage you to explore your story of limitation, your restriction or self-victimization that is fostered not having, being, or manifesting your heartfelt dream. So what is the story here, the, the underneath it? You know, this one was mine and it still creeps in. It will never happen for me. You know, this was mine because... I felt that way in my childhood. So I have to really work my process to remember that that's not true. It's just a story I've told myself. And so I wanted to put that here because it's it's been so real for me for so so many years of my life. And I now know to give myself love and to speak to that young part of me that wants to believe that when it comes forward in different things in my life. And so just to give us some more space here to really kind of identify what the story or limitation is. What is it for you? You know, what is the go-to, you know, place inside when you can't access movement forward or where you're feeling that ceiling around your goal or your heartfelt dream, you know, not having enough money, not having the support, not having, you know, not having, um, I mean, God, it it could show up in so many myriad of ways. I'm just giving you a few, you know, little bullet points here, but there's always a story being told that the ego will want to tell. That's a story of self-victimization. That is the actual barrier that's holding you back, which keeps you in the comfort zone, right? Because that's the ego's job is to make sure you stay safe, literally, like, Don't eat the poisonous berries. Make sure you eat the things that keep you alive. (laughs) You know, just coming back to surviving. The ego is here to help us survive. And so hopefully by now you've given enough space here to identify your story. Now we're going to move forward. Can you identify the judgments or limiting interpretations of reality inherent in your story? that support you in hanging out in your comfort zone, in the ego patterns of comfort, security, or control. So what is the judgment? Really identify the judgment of where you're judging yourself or a circumstance. How are you judging yourself? What egoic limitations are you placing on yourself, right? And the judgment can be, I'm not worthy. I can't succeed. Like, um, I'm not lovable right? Like they're deep. You know, the the core misidentification a lot of times in someone's story will come down to, I'm not valuable. I'm not lovable. Like I see it over and over and over again with my clients. When we deeply deconstruct the pattern and get down to the root, that's a core piece many, many, many times. And it shows up in a myriad of ways with all kinds of different patterns. But really, like this is where we get to extract the judgment we hold against ourselves through the story. So I'm hoping you're getting an idea of what this is. You know, can you identify a judgment? Like when you wrote out your story, what circle the judgments there? What's there? Like, is it a judgment of, you know, I'm not good enough? Um, I can never get ahead. I can't do this. Like, how are you judging yourself? You know, I'm a failure. Like, that's a big one, too, for people. I will never succeed. I did not hit my goal. I will never succeed. I'm a failure. Like, that's a storyline, right? And there's deep judgment and deep misidentification in there. And I'm just giving you these as bullet points to kind of go on. 
but you know to to really kind of like lean in to explore but this is your journey and so each person here that's witnessing this you know and for those viewing the preview give yourself space write your story out and go back through and circle what the judgments you're holding against yourself are cuz that's ding 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 that's the gold mine we're looking for that's where the freedom is okay so i'm moving on to the next step here and I encourage you, if it's if I'm going too fast today, please go back and watch the replay once it populates on YouTube and you can pause and take a lot of time and do this often. This is a beautiful process to work your process. All right. So now I encourage you to move into your already open heart and through compassionate self-forgiveness, let go of any restrictions, judgments, and limiting interpretations of reality that have held you into your comfort zone. So how we do this is I forgive myself for the misidentification of blank. So like I said, I'm going to use the the line above, which is I'm a failure. That's a deep judgment, right? And so it's really extracting those judgments so that we can have forgiveness. So I forgive myself for the misidentification of believing I am a failure. I forgive myself for the misidentification of believing I will never succeed. I forgive myself for the misidentification of believing I can never hit my goal. I forgive myself for the misidentification of believing I'm unlovable. I forgive myself for the misidentification of believing I'm not valuable. Right? That's so deep. And this is where we really need to pour love into our own beautiful temple body and container. We have an activating force inside of us, the God force. All it takes is spiritual alignment and dedication to attune and invoke it and say, invoke the forgiveness and pour the love into the place that you hold it inside of your body. Where does it show up in your body? Pour love and light into that place as you put your hand on your heart and say, I forgive myself for the misidentification of fill in the blank. I forgive myself for buying into the misidentification that I don't believe in myself, right? Like so deep. Because the truth is, I'm amazing, right? And this is the next spot. This is just my coaching coming in because (laughs) that's the next step in my coaching process. It's not on this document, but I went ahead and added it. (laughs) And so when you're ready, I encourage you to choose a new positive interpretation that is freeing and more supportive. What would be the new positive interpretation? So the truth is, I've got this. Spirit's got this. The truth is, the new positive interpretation is, I'm working my process and I acknowledge I'm dedicated to the shift here. I'm dedicated to showing up in my business. I'm dedicated to showing up in my relationship. I'm dedicated to showing up for myself here in this, what has been up until now challenging. Right. And I encourage you to add up until now to your languaging because that gives space for the new to come in. You're not you're not saying it in the same old dynamic story. You're moving on from the story and claiming what is new for you. So where can you claim your new positive interpretation? I love it. Thank you for posting in the comments, Trish. I see that. What are you dedicated to? What is your new, supportive, encouraging, freeing, positive interpretation? This is the rewrite, right? This is where we hold power. We hold empowerment here. We're not disempowered. In fact, the God force is alive in us in this now moment. So what is your new positive interpretation? You've just freed the judgment. So what is it? What's coming forward for you that's the sacred truth inside that is connected to your sacred, important goal or heartfelt dream? 
What is the core, positive, supportive new structure arising from your truth inside that's going to support your dream to move forward in an opening, right? We're calling in the opening. We're calling in the breakthrough. What is it? It's here for you, right here. You can access it. It's inside. Feel into your heart. It's here for you, right here. Give yourself permission to feel it. So I'm going to give you an example. My new positive interpretation is I am learning and growing and choose to view all my growth as success regardless of outside circumstances. What is the soul learning from this, right? What is the soul learning? Say that out loud. My soul learning here is the truth is my soul is learning blank. That is a new positive interpretation. So I now encourage you to describe your ideal dream as if it is already complete. I encourage you to bring forward your joy and enthusiasm as you name and express out loud right now. Please put your thing on mute or or, uh, so (laughs) no one's interrupted. But, you know, go ahead and claim it for yourself out loud with joy and enthusiasm right now. What is your heartfelt intention and dream? is. Say it in the present tense. Claim it in the I am. I am empowered through this time in my life. I am showing up for myself 100%. I am choosing loving towards myself in this dynamic. I am believing in myself and knowing I can move forward, right? Claim it. I'm just giving you a little space here, pausing in the sacred pause. (sighs) I wish I could hear each of your I am statements. It would be so amazing to hear them all, but I know they're, they're just juicy and delicious and I celebrate your I am statement. So I encourage you to put it in the chat. What is your new I am statement right now? I encourage you to claim it for yourself boldly. In this last final moment of our process, Now we're moving into self-acknowledgement. When you are ready, I encourage you to have self-acknowledgement and self-appreciation for your willingness to step free and experience enjoying living beyond your comfort zone. Where can you acknowledge yourself here? I acknowledge myself for being brave and showing up in the middle of a deep transition. I acknowledge myself for my awareness and for my willingness to get under this and find my empowerment. I acknowledge my willingness to see that I am never a victim in my circumstances. I am empowered and spirit is guiding me forward in this circumstance. What do you need to acknowledge for yourself? And what praise can you give yourself today? can you praise yourself right here, right now for all parts? I praise and acknowledge that I am love and that I show up for my loves in my life. I show up and I'm devoted to all parts of my life. I'm showing up and devoted to healing the trauma that has kept me stuck. I'm showing up and devoted in love to make a deeper transition and a beautiful, deeper commitment to this area of my life. And I'm going to leave you with a beautiful quote. Life begins at the end of your comfort zone by Neil Donald Walsh. And I hope this has helped you today and encouraged you to move out of your comfort zone and move forward onto the soul line of aliveness, because that's where life happens is living in our enthusiasm, our joy, and our aliveness. Thank you, Donna. Um, Lindsay says, oh, I'm so excited. Lindsay says, I am, I already am, have, and give everything that is needed to thrive. Yes. Thank you, Lindsay, for being brave and posting that here for us. Thank you. Okay, go ahead, Trish. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I am spacious. I'm in flow. Oh, I love that. How was your process today for you? Since you got, I got to, I got to 
play. Yeah, it was good. It was really, it was mellow. And I love the way you teach. Like, I, I love the way you teach so much. Um, and I also you. was a little attracted for back end stuff, you know, the things that I do. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, Lizzie. Love you so much. Mwah. She says, thank you, babe. Grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you for putting your comments in the, because it's so good for us to see how this impacts, right? And that's, that's the whole point is we want to celebrate and elevate and bring more self-love. And these processes bring more self-love and awareness. So thank you for being brave, the ones that do post. I'm so grateful. Well, if you'd like to yeah. find out more about Dawn Light, um, I have added her thing right here, or maybe it's over here, or maybe it's over here on your device. Um, maybe it's up here. I'm not sure, but it's somewhere. And you yes. can find her in the link tree. Mm -hmm. There's there's many, many links in the link tree. So I encourage you to just go explore. There's a free Facebook group that you're welcome to join that's amazing for women. And it's, um, you know, all about like really rediscovering where we need more trust in ourselves. And also, um, if you could repost the link tree link also, Trish, that way it's the last thing on the links list. Um also, what's amazing is if you are really interested in diving in, I have some space in my in my in my calendar right now for some new loves to step forward and do the deeper work. So if you're interested, jump in and get your free 30 minute strategy, you know, soul aligned strategy call. You know, it's called um, Unleash Your Sovereign Queen. That's and it's the first thing that comes forward in the link tree, Unleash Your Sovereign Queen. So I'll be launching a new program this year very, very soon in the new in the spring. It's coming. And so um, that strategy call is already awaiting your presence. And I just invite you forward into a deeper conversation so that we can unravel where the stuckness is for you. We can unravel the parts that are hard to see. And, uh, you know, this is the thing. You know, every soul has blind spots. We're humaning together. And it's like driving a car, you got a blind spot. And this is why a coach is so important because they help you see like, oh, here, let's connect the dots. Oh, is this your parents, how they've been showing up, right? And you're just perpetuating the unconscious patterning, right? And it's causing the comfort zone to show up deeply, right? The uncomfortable comfort zone. And so if you're interested in exploring more, please feel free. You know, it's, it's a free chat. I would love to support you. Just even give you some value. Even if you don't move forward with coaching, just give you some value and some pointers of where you can look and where you can go forward. And, you know, I love this work and I'm here. I'm wholeheartedly here for your awakening. Mm -hmm. And she is. <laughs> uh, you've helped me a lot in my life as my friend and sometimes as a coach and just as a deep committed business partner, partner, you're a partner, partner, <laughs> partner. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I'd love to just give a shout out to Scott Thomas, Love Coach Academy and Sign Network for being amazing and stay tuned. We have some really cool new changes happening to the self-love show. So stay tuned and we'll let you know in the next few weeks. Anything else you want to share with Oh, I just want to share my gratitude for today's today's opportunity. And I love you all. And I, I please keep tuning in. We have great guests coming. It's so exciting. New things on the forefront. And yeah, stay tuned. Bye. I love you. Thank you. Thank you.